episode 52, How to Manage the Backend of Home Visits, with Dr. Saba Ferdowski from Medicast. American healthcare entrepreneurs and executives you want to know. Talking. Relentlessly seeking value. If you are a health system, you might want to start offering home visits, maybe just to provide post-discharge care or for chronic care management, or maybe you want to provide urgent care on wheels and try to score some patient retention points or as a way to improve preventative care. But here's the thing. Home health visits come with some complexities that you'll need to figure out. For example, how do you make sure that your highly paid medical professionals are not spending more time driving around than they are seeing patients? And how do you make sure that they can get into your EHR system and that they can also process credit cards because, of course, there's some co-pays involved here? Today, I speak with Dr. Saba Ferdowski, who is the chief medical officer over at Medicast about the back end that they provide in order to facilitate home health visits. Welcome to Relentless Health Value, Saba. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So why don't we start out? Why don't you give the overview of Medicast, where you are the chief medical officer? We are the first mobile platform that allows the interaction to take place between a patient and or a healthcare provider and and a patient in their home. Having partnered with a healthcare system, using their providers and their pool of patients, we're really able to test this at a scale that we haven't been able to do on our own over the last two years. And the results have been incredible. And you started out as a direct-to-consumer model. In other words, you had a website and you enabled providers to sign up to become Medicast-enabled, so to speak. And then you would, once they signed up, you'd kind of provide them with a pool of consumers who might want to use the service. That kind of didn't work so well. So you pivoted, and now what you've got is a web platform that is being used by larger provider groups to serve their existing patient base. That's partially true, yes. So on, on the initial initial launch, we did see growth, but we saw that in order for us to really scale this nationwide, it would take tremendous effort as opposed to tremendous effort. And really, a, we saw a chasm there as far as the education that folks had in order to spend their healthcare dollars up front. And that may change as time goes. But at the position that we were in where healthcare was, we felt like partnering was the, really the best way to impact the most lives. And it's, it's proven to be true. But since then, there's been other companies that, for example, are attempting direct-to-consumer as well since we, we have uh, pivoted to B2B. Let's talk about how you partner with the provider organizations. Are you the technology platform that they use for their home health portion of their practices? The immediate pilot that we're doing is exactly what we had done direct-to-consumer, but with the healthcare system. So we're, we're offering... Um, exactly an app that allows consumers in, in, in the area to download 
to download the app and see the uh, the physician or the healthcare provider within an hour, hour and a half, 90 minutes that they arrive to their home. And, uh, and it's basically the urgent care on wheels kind of model for now. The health system that you are dealing with has provided its patient population with your app. So if they need somebody to come over, they can use the app to call someone. Right. And it's white labeled really under their brand now. So basically, you know, we are, like you said, a platform company really providing that for those healthcare systems. And why did they choose to use a, 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 any program such as yours? Or why do they even need a technology in order to manage this operation? As you know, I'm sure you know, healthcare is really behind in technology as far as utilizing technology for creating better experiences and also more efficiency. And so for us, you know, we, you know, we have really a great white label solution for them in order for them to really deliver those types of services that they were able to do on an analog basis. And now they're able to really see the analytics behind, you know, where the providers are and create more efficiencies that they weren't able to visualize uh, from a technological standpoint prior. You know, I'm drilling down here, but why don't they just use their EHR system? I mean, they have an EHR system. Why doesn't the doctor just log in? You know, like yeah. what, what really does your system provide sure. as a competitive advantage here? Yeah. So we provide optimized logistics. We provide deep what, integration. What does that mean, optimized logistics? We have a patent pending technology that manages and optimizes the scheduling dispatch of remote caregivers in order to maximize utilization and minimize the uh, windshield time. In addition, Metacast, uh, the virtual practice tablet app, simplifies the most common clinical tasks at the point of care, allowing the caregivers to really focus on the patients and not the technology. And is this connected to the EHR system? In other words, I would assume that a lot of the information that would be collected, would you wouldn't necessarily want that siloed in, in, in a second um, or third or fourth or fifth technology yes. platform. No, we, we have deep integration. But again, Metacast integrates directly into the EHR to create a more efficiency and reduce errors. And then also we handle the insurance eligibility and claims, the you know credit card payments on the, on the other end. So the logistics side as well. And I think the last thing that we really do is we provide that real-time insight as far as the analytics that has been you know, really lacking from the healthcare system. The EHR systems are great as far as documentation and what needs to be done, but we really offer hospital administrators a view into their rem- remote workforce operations, including data analytics on provider efficiency, utilizations. We figure out what the top diagnosis is, do analytics on that, what the top procedures are. Customer service metrics are also used as well, as well as you know, net promoter scores. Okay, so before we dig into the data, why don't we just take this like a narrative? Because I'm still having a little bit of trouble sort of visualizing how this whole thing works. So just say I'm a, I'm a nurse, because it sounds like primarily this is a, you know, the, the, the nurse is the type of provider that's going to be out in her wheels, driving around or his wheels. Is that? Is that yeah, it's, it could be the nurse practitioner, absolutely, or, or the family practitioner as well, where, you know, they are able to see more limited number of patients, but their interactions are much more impactful. So if I am a, a, a family practice physician who's working for this, this large health system that is your customer, or if I'm a nurse practitioner that's working, h- how does that tend to work? You know, if, if so I'm the doctor and I say, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to be out on the road. 
it, does it work like that? And then Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to be in the office or is it more on a case by case basis? Like someone calls and I run out. So basically, as far as logistics goes, they, we have a scheduling system that, that has been in place provided by the healthcare system. And we know what providers are available at what time. And we know exactly where those providers are at any given time. And so our system is able to really track down based on what the call is, what the conditions are, provide the best provider or find the best provider that's closest to them at the same time fulfilling their needs, whether they want a male physician or a female physician, if they feel more comfortable. So we really hone down and give the patients what they're looking for. And from a provider standpoint, are there certain designated providers that are five days a week on the road? Or, you know, if I'm a provider, can I choose to spend Mondays on the street and then Tuesday? Absolutely. So it's it's flexibility on your side, uh, giving you really the flexibility that you haven't had in the past. Um, you know, if you want to be on the road or if you want to be in the office, it's really up to you. And, and we provide that flexibility with the system. And what's your recommendation to a health system? I mean, is so if, if a health system comes to you and says, hey, how can we make this some work-life benefits for our family physicians? What's your recommendation to them to help give their providers flexible schedules or the ability to go on the road should they choose to? Where we actually start with healthcare systems is really finding where their pain points are. And it really depends on the size and the scope of the practices of those healthcare systems. Currently, the healthcare system that we're in is a very mature one that has different services that they offer, like I mentioned, as opposed to we're talking to a smaller healthcare system that may only provide a limited type of services. So for, for them, Medicast would be great, like you mentioned, in terms of really providing uh, logistics for giving the nurses that flexibility of whether they want to be out on the road or not. What's advantageous for physicians or providers that do that is that you know, they're not seeing the 60 or, you know, 40 to 60 patients a day or the six minutes in the clinic and really seeing the patients and and then having to see the next one, which is really unfair to both the provider as well as the patient. So from a health system perspective, I mean, other I'm, I'm trying to think about this from a, from a system perspective. So understandably, if you're an individual provider, there's some certain work-life benefits there. But if I'm a provider, if I'm a system Obviously, the way I'm making money is my provider seeing 16 patients a day. So why why would they, what is the business benefit to them to reduce the number of patients a provider could see by, you know, a quantum number? Some of those systems are managed under ACOs where, for example, the primary care is all provided for free. So it's about the experience more than anything, as well as, as, well as savings. So in an ACO model, for example, this would create a scenario in which providers would be able to see patients in their own home, reducing facility fees, which are about 75% of healthcare costs are administrative and facility fees. And so in reducing that, they reduce the overall costs of the experience, the healthcare experience for the, for both the healthcare organization and, and the patient. The 
health systems would need to then get rid of their primary care facilities because otherwise they're still paying for them as a, as a fixed cost, right? So is that the plan that medic, that Medicast is going to supplant entirely the primary care facilities or, or, or supplant them at a sufficient level that the fixed costs can be reduced? I think that's, I think that's the goal. I think that's what we're looking at. And that's probably the goal going forward. Yeah. Is that why they hired you? I mean, you know, so this, let, let's talk about the customer that you you have. I'd like to kind of, we've been talking very abstractly. It would be great to have, you know, kind of a concrete example. The way they had sent home nurses prior or experienced any sort of home health had been completely analog based. And so when we uh, were able to provide them a platform that created better utilization and uh, also better efficiency and also an ability to visualize things from an analytics standpoint that allowed them to to even create better care delivery to be honest then you know it was a no brainer for them so they had already been doing home health visits it wasn't like they were considering doing home health visits and you f- came in there and you know you were the tipping point that put them over the edge they they already had a number of nurses on the road doing primary care visits and yes. you came in and helped them do that more efficiently is that how it was going down absolutely and everybody has really loved it so far let's take this into a larger context from an industry perspective, from an ACO perspective, why does it behoove a health system to put resources toward doing home health primary care visits? In other words, there are a number of independent providers, and obviously it's a, it's a trend amongst independent providers these days to move into these direct subscription models or concierge models. I mean, that's one way for an independent physician to stay independent and effectively compete with the neighboring ACO. But why does it make sense for an ACO to go that way? I know that you had mentioned the fixed facility costs, but I, I suspect that it's more than that. What's, what's the beauty of home health visits if you're a large health system? You know, it's really data. I think you gather more data than anything else. Uh, from, in addition to providing better healthcare experiences, as a physician <clears throat> who's done many of these house calls, I'm, as, I'm able to ascertain more data on the patient because really health happens at home every day in the person's home and not in the few minutes in the clinic. And also, in addition, uh, it provides a lot of trust that that is also hard to maintain or to have within a few minutes of a clinic visit, as opposed to really seeing someone in their home. So what do they get with the data and, and why does trust matter? An example of the information gathered from the data would be, I had a patient that was an asthmatic and I was able to actually see them in their home environment. Seeing that, you know, their family members were smokers and were smoking inside the home, I had the time to really educate them. But had, had I not seen them in their natural environment, um, it would be very difficult for me to address that issue. I'm, I'm starting to get a glimmer of why a health system might move toward a home health visit. And the things that immediately pop to my mind are that 
if the health system is working on a capitated basis, and as you had alluded to before, they're, you know, in quotes, providing providing primary care for free. It's not necessarily for free, but it would be part of the capitation, you know, part of the value-based payment, per patient payment. Right. Then understanding what's going on with the patient in an effort to keep them well they might be better able to do that by visiting the patient at home and seeing, for example, the fall risks that might be evident or by, as you're saying, seeing that asthma triggers or seeing that they have, you know, other environmental factors which may not be conducive to wellness. Absolutely. And so that really pushes the conversation towards prevention. It's a great it's a great segue to, to do that um, for both uh, the healthcare systems providers and, and then the patients themselves being able to listen. How has chronic care management furthered what you're doing? You know, do you guys have any relationship with the, the chronic care, the CCM bill that was passed in, in January? Have you intersected with that at all? We have not, but I'm sure that it's in the pipelines of working with the healthcare systems in order to help manage those areas as well. As far as the Medicast service offering goes, do you, do you see it altering in any way in order to help facilitate that? I mean, as you're saying, you're tracking all the, the data and putting it in the EHR system and there's modules, there's CCM modules that were developed. I know Allscripts has one, for example. Does, does that present any sort of integration challenge or opportunity for you? I think it's definitely an opportunity. Uh, and I think the healthcare systems see that as well as another channel for us to be able to deliver care to folks that really need it most, like congestive heart failure population that really, uh, you know, that really need the the continuity of care after the hospital discharge, and really being able to provide that in an efficient manner with the technology that we're providing and the platform that we're providing, it really is exciting for for chronic care as well. I can definitely see that if you're a health system and now all of a sudden you've got providers on the loose <laughs> out there seeing patients and you've got a you know squadron of physicians and then you've got nurses that are all now working remotely that it would definitely take some logistical coordination in order to make sure that everybody got to the right place roughly on time and to make sure that resources were were allocated properly. Does the sort of dashboard of your system, does that require, I'm like, I'm almost picturing, you know, like those <laughs> trucking companies have very, very sophisticated routing backends and whatnot. You know, yes. does your system yes. go that far? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we actually, we have different, you know, uh, analytic tools that we use in terms of, in terms of, you know, where providers are in a certain region, where, where they tend to be more often than not. And so we, we are able to actually utilize that data in, in order to really provide magical experiences for both uh, the patients and the providers. Do health systems tend to utilize their home health force, if you will, um, to handle acute patient needs. In other words, somebody's calling, it's like appointment on demand. Somebody calls and they're terribly sick with the flu and you go over there now, or is it more you're visiting patients who 
have set their appointment up last Tuesday and need their, I don't know, glucose monitored or something. Right. I think the the, the pilot that we're doing now with the healthcare system is, is the initial offering that you mentioned is more urgent care on wheels. If you have the flu, we'll be there within 90 minutes with a touch of an app. I think they're doing it at a very reasonable cost. I think it's $99 for that visit. We're definitely moving towards a more you know, continuity of care and chronic care management as well in the home. And the platform really allows for that, for both the deep integration into the EHR and also the analytics on the back end for the hospital systems, as well as the tools that the providers need in order to provide those great experiences for, for the patients as well as having the ability to not not focus on the technology, but allowing the technology to enhance their experience. And how do you get the word out to patients? I mean, you you had mentioned before that the patient needs an app, but maybe that was for the prior iteration of your services. The the actual uh, current iteration of the services also has an app. It's through the healthcare system. It's just white labeled with the provider. I'm a patient. I'm terribly sick with the flu. My normal modus operandi, just because most health systems are old school, would be I'd pick up the phone and call, hi, I have a terrible case of the flu, I need I need to come in. Would The way that this worked would be the person on the other end of the line would say, oh, actually, you don't need to come in, we'll send someone out? Yes. So basically, they've started advertising or they've actually educated the folks in their healthcare system that this is available for them now in their region. So it's it's basically something that they can go to the actual healthcare provider's website and download the app, and it's all done through their providers and through their system. So in other words, there's no phone calls anymore. That if, if, some, if a patient is up for a home health visit, they need to pre-download the app. They need to have seen an ad, downloaded the app, and then take it from there. The first experience somebody has with healthcare, we realize may not be through an app. So we do have numbers for them to call in order to, you know, find out how they can utilize the services or if they have any questions regarding these new services, they can find out more about it prior to using it in order to have more comfort for those that don't aren't familiar with downloading an app for for medical purposes. It would almost seem like if I were a health system then I might do this as a patient retention with a patient retention goal. In other words, if having home health visits would seem to be a lovely perk that might keep me within the health system. Are you guys testing, you know, patient satisfaction ratings or that premise at all? Absolutely. And we're, we're testing that as well as, you know, how well how well the patient feels afterwards, both uh, from experience as well as, you know, medical standpoint. We're also taking feedback from the providers. The more feedback we're getting, we're making the experience better and better for everyone. But we definitely do have a number, as you, you know, asked earlier, I'm looking at the website now just to confirm, but we do have a number for folks to call if they're not comfortable. And the website is actually Providence Home Visit, Providence Health System, are the folks that have partnered with us. ProvidenceHomeVisit.com is where you can actually see everything. So it sounds like the three reasons that a health system would move to this home health model 
and I by this I I don't I'm not necessarily speaking of future for roads pathways into chronic care management or preventing readmits, but just simply let's enable our patients to have home health visits or urgent care on wheels, as you you put it, would be that the trust um, you you'd called it trust, but I would take it more from a you know I am an economist after all. I would take it more from a financial standpoint or reimbursement standpoint that it would seem to be a great way to keep patients in in the network. You had mentioned data and we had been talking about it before as a way to that if a provider can see the patient in their natural habitat, if you will, that certain environmental risks could come to light. I wonder how important that is with urgent care, though. You know, in other words, if someone has the flu, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, obviously, if they're having an asthma, you know, exacerbation, that kind of urgent care would enable data to be collected really well. But if they have the flu, I don't think that may or may not be quite as important, the data aspect. It is and it's not. It's interesting. You know, I, I had a patient that I recently saw not too long ago, and actually they had severe, you know, the family was complaining of severe allergies. And, you know, it is allergy season, so it's not unusual. But having gone to their home, you know, I said, have you guys checked the air filter? And we checked the air filter and it hadn't been replaced in like six months. Just something so small where they had just, you know, an oversight. And they, you know, replaced the air filter and they called me back a few days after and they were like, oh, we're feeling much better. Thank you for not like putting us on meds when it was unnecessary. So just just that ability to be able to do that is is something really great that you wouldn't be able to do in a clinic setting. Are there any other examples of ways that even within an urgent care setting that visiting a patient in a home was was able to actually be more efficient in the long run. There's also stories of, I had a patient the other day in which, you know, uh, it was a young child. And what's great about it is the mom had two or three other young ones that were not sick. And the young child had been exposed to chicken pox and the other kids had, you know, had not gotten it in the family. She was so happy that we were able to provide the services in her home where she would able, she was able to put the kids in the other room and really, really find out what was going on with her child. And obviously the child had chicken pox and we told her that and uh, it made her feel comfortable as opposed to putting all the kids in the, you know, in the car and taking them to the, to the office where, you know, the other patients in the in the in the waiting room would have been exposed to the chicken pox and this way we were able to really contain the disease at the same time really educate the patient and provide better better care for the patient and their family all around what's the insurance factor in here i mean is the is the health system charging more because they've got to cover the additional costs of a provider only able to see 6 to 8 patients a day or or whatever um, that number happens to be instead of 60 to 80 mm-hmm. you know like how does the math work here for the patients themselves, uh, what, we're, what we're noticing is that with the healthcare plans that are available today, there are trends that are showing higher deductibles for the patients. And the patients are really having to really think about how they're going to spend those dollars, where prior that wasn't the case. And so we're seeing more and more people becoming educated and wise about how they're going to spend the money prior to their insurance actually kicking in. 
once their deductible has been met. And so I think that's, I think, one of the major factors that we've seen in the next last couple of years where more and more people are educated about using their healthcare dollars. For them, the convenience of paying another $75 and having someone come to their home where it meets their deductible still serves as a great way to spend their you know, healthcare dollars as opposed to going and waiting or getting an appointment, not, not having the ability to see your primary care doctor for weeks. So if someone's looking for more information about Medicast, where can they go? Please check us out at www.medicast.com and you would find all our information there. And primarily who you are seeking for your customers these days are healthcare practices. We're looking for healthcare providers, healthcare practices, hospitals, hospital systems, and yeah, any anybody within the healthcare arena that would love to learn more about it. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. The honor's been mine. Thank you so much, Stacy. I appreciate it. Links to everything discussed on the program today can be found at relentlesshealthvalue.com. If you visit the website, RelentlessHealthValue.com, you will also find a complete listing of all of the shows that we have published thus far. There are over 50 at this point with leading entrepreneurs and executives in the healthcare space today. Another cool feature is, you know, you can subscribe to the show so that every week the episode is automatically sent to you so you don't have to remember to go to the website to download it. Thanks so much for listening.